Yo, welcome to another episode of This Is Life with Jamie Thorne. My guest today was Daniel Ellingham. He is my stepbrother. Uh, we had a great conversation about um, a bunch of stuff, I guess. Even gaming out when was, we were kids. Um, his position as a teacher at Brookswood Secondary located in Langley. Um, the challenges of being a teacher in this day and age and all the protocol they had to deal with in the last year and a half. Um, they did a great job, apparently. That's what Dana was saying. He was quite impressed with the administration um, for handling it. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was great to catch up with him. I haven't seen him in a little while just because of everything that's going on. But a uh, quick couple shout-outs before we get started. Uh, to Rebound Sport and Spine, located in Langley. They offer kinesiology, physio, laser therapy, concussion management, RMT, and chiropractic. To Adam Alford, APX Performance, he is my trigger point therapy specialist. Um, he works on me all the time. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about him multiple times. To Canprev, I take their magnesium every night. It's great for migraines and headaches, and that's one of the reasons why I take it. And I take it every night before I go to bed. I'm not sure if I already said that, but I'll say it again. To the Hyperice Hypervolt, um, personal massage gun. Use it every day. Get on it. Look them up, hypervolt.com. Iron Neck is a piece of equipment I use in the barn. Uh, help strengthen my neck. And if you are interested in purchasing it, uh, don't forget I can save you 10% um, on checkout. To Apex Granite and Tile, my buddy Mike, uh, located in Langley. They do my countertops for me uh, for my renovation company, Vaulted Contracting. Um, yeah, so check out their new website at apexgranite.com and also their new Instagram page, Apex Granite. Um, so yeah, here's the conversation with Dano Ellingham. Hope you enjoy. All right. Live again, Tuesday night. Got the step bro, Dano Ellingham, yes. in the podcast. Excited Welcome. to be here. Yeah, man, finally. Long time coming. Cheers. Cheers. Dano's got White Claws. I got some High West whiskey from either Connor or Todd that brought it when they came on. Yeah, I got the uh, Raspberry Tallboy. I haven't tried raspberry as a good. It's not bad. Yeah. They're all kind of the same. Black cherry, ruby grapefruit. Those are, I think, my top two. Those are your faves? I like Truly, though. I think Truly Pack might be a tad better than White Claws, but... You tried the Bud Light Seltzers yet? No. No, I have not. Yeah, they're okay, There's too. There's so many of them now. Yeah, well, it's completely changed ever since... Uh, what was the first kind of thing? It was like the nudes, right? Um, <coughs> Palm Bays, I think, were before nudes. Yeah, they were a little... Because Palm Bays we had on sugary. choice tubing. Yeah. But those were like, yeah, 30 grams of sugar per can, probably. And yeah. Her teeth would hurt after drinking them for a weekend. Wake up with fuzzy teeth in the morning after camping. Oh, like fish sticks <laughs> with your tongue. You're like, oh, gross. That actually, a guy I went to university with, he uh, started nude. So Oh, no shit. So oh, good for him. Yeah. He's wow. He's not, uh, he's not hating. He ain't that. hurting at all right now. No. Those are, like, it's, I was talking to someone the other day about that. And I was like, when we were, like, 20 in our prime drinking age, it was, like, Bud, Pilly, you know, Kokanee, MGD, mm -hmm. like all like the stand Corona, like all the standard beers. Now, I rarely see people drinking that type of beer. It's all like craft beer, IPAs, 
White Claws, mm-hmm. Trulies, Bud, Bud Light Seltzers, whatever they are. I got a few buddies who are a little older. I'd say like 45-ish. Yeah. And they definitely still have like their Bud Light. Like that's what he drinks. Actually, I saw a guy drinking Coke the other day. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Out of all beer? There's so many like, more options, right? Yeah. But I enjoy craft beer. Like it's actually a little bit of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Even though like a really cold MGD, I still like. Yeah. And a Corona's not bad either. We tried a, it's called a juice box. I think Dead Frog does it, and it's different types of sour beers, which I enjoy. Really? So that was down uh, down at liquor store near our place. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I like IPAs, mm-hmm. but I can't drink too many of them. No. They, I have like two or three of those. I feel like garbage, and I'm already <laughs> buzzed off two. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, well, we're not like we used to be. No, definitely not. No, we... I was I stayed up till one thirty the other night, if you can believe that. I don't think I can do that. No, I I I shouldn't have actually when we were up at the lake two weekends ago, I stayed up till about midnight and I'm like, whoa. And then four hours later I had to get up and take Mike and his girlfriend to go catch the six twenty <laughs> ferry. So I was up at four fifteen on the Sunday. Yeah. And took him across because they had no reservations. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I usually get up early anyways. I'm like crossing the lake. It's dark. The moon's so bright. It's like so peaceful out. Like I got back to the cabin and I just stayed up. I literally slept for like four hours, just over four hours. And I'm like, all right. No kids though. No, they're all still sleeping. So like I didn't see anyone for three hours. Oh, but they were there though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Long came up with his girlfriend on on Friday morning for two nights. Went to the ocean. We got like, must have been like a hundred oysters. So good. I heard that the um, crushed it. That the the big heat dome, heat wave we had killed all the muscles. Killed like like if you go there and everything. like you know on the other side, like we're sort of like the channel of fresh water where it comes down. Yeah. On the other side, there's always like so many muscles. Yeah. They were all open. Huh. None of them were there. So I was like, huh. But there were a ton of clams. Like yeah. everything was still there. Yeah, I wonder if so they burrow a little better. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But the sun, I guess, will penetrate, especially with that heat. That, that, he, that he was stupid. I didn't Anything over like 35, I'm like, yeah, you can fuck off. I'm, that's, that's a bit much. Yeah, I'm like 27 guy. <laughs> well, even today it was 30, and it's like it doesn't – I was like, oh, it doesn't feel that terrible. And I, I don't know if it's just because we had that heat wave, but because I'm in the sauna so much at 85, 90 degrees, mm-hmm. I don't think the heat bothers me as much as it used to, which is sort of nice. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do well with the heat or the uh, – or the lack of sleep. I end up fainting like I did when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Well, you had epilepsy. <coughs> well, that's that's debatable. Oh, really? Did you ever get diagnosed? This is the thing. I, I went. I had two EEGs where they shave your head and hook up the electrodes to your brain. Yeah. And I don't think, and don't quote me on this, but I don't think any anything super conclusive was there. And I think it was partially like what, people saw when i fainted but also based on what my uh uncle had so he had epilepsy and yeah. evidently it's got some genetic quality to it so i think there huh. was more of the concern there but who knows i haven't i fainted again two summers ago for basically heat lack of sleep and too much alcohol and not enough water and that well, was at Brad Fraser's wedding on the uh, island on Protection Island. So yeah, your your body's completely run down. Yeah, <coughs> you probably ate enough food. You're dehydrated. And you're drinking booze and partying. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like when you wake up in the morning and you should you know go for a swim and have some water. You know it's the morning and mm-hmm. I'm in the wedding party. Exactly. You start drinking again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You run down your system like that, man. Especially these days. I know. Like it's not 
the best thing to do. But again, everybody's different. Some people can drink like that and stay up late and wake up and they're fine. And yeah. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Even even when we were partying a lot, I couldn't do that. No. I'd still wake up. I'd be pretty tired. I'd lay on the couch and then four or five o'clock would come around. I'd be like, all right, let's do it again. Yeah. Round two. I'm the guy at, at a stag that's like, night one, you always go too hard. And then you're night death two. the next day. <laughs> night two, you're like, I might try and... That was Todd. He was famous for that. Easy. Every year of choice, he'd get so blackout on the Friday night. <laughs> he'd be floating the river Saturday afternoon like he would just be dying like the whole time floating on the river. But then would he rally? Oh, of course. Yeah. He had no choice. <laughs> choice <laughs> he had two. Force and choice two. <laughs> I want to start that up again one summer, I think. Yeah, it's just got to be different, right? And you got kids. Well, there'd be so many kids now. Which is kind of great, like, but it's yeah. just obviously a different trip. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, you know, old times, talking with Ryan, my buddy, and Brent and Reed and those guys, and just about how times have changed, and it's it's so easy to be like, ah, times change, like, I miss I miss that, or I miss that, and, and really, it's nice to look at it like, I can't wait to, you know, have the family barbecue and have all the kids yeah. playing, at, you know, because I've seen it here with you guys when you've had people over, as yeah. opposed to get to someone's house at 8 o'clock at night and leave at 2 a.m. Well, that's what we, we went to Doug's on Saturday for dinner, and it's like literally now you have to go to someone's house and get there for like 3 o'clock. Yeah. Like you don't want to get there at 5 or 6, like no. even though we did get there a little later because Wilder was still sleeping, but mm-hmm. you want to start parties early now because people will bounce by 8. Yeah. Because like, well, like the fucking kids got to go to bed. They're exhausted. They're grumpy as hell. It's like, you yeah. know, it's a great excuse. You're like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> got to <laughs> go. <laughs> And but then you'll yeah, and you can always say that this could be real ugly in about forty minutes, so I better leave now. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise the kid won't. Uh, well, the beauty of it, Katie's either down. breastfeeding or pregnant within the last <laughs> six years, so I could get like maybe a tiny buzz, and I'll be like, "You gotta drive, babe. Sorry." <laughs> yeah, and then you thank her. I hope. Yeah, yeah, of course, give her massages. That's right. That's what I do. <laughs> um, so, what are you teaching at Brookswood? So this past year. This past I'm year, I'm sure was, it's been a great time was for you. Just wild, like <laughs> <coughs> I I applaud like the teachers, the kids, the admin, like support staff, anything like going through what we tried to do. So if you remember when we went to school, we had eight classes all year, yeah, called a linear system, and th- it was like a tumbling block order, right? So yep. you'd have A B would stay together, A B stay yeah. together, right, and all the way to H, and, and switch. You'd have them all year. So, and lots of schools are semester where you have four classes until February and then four new ones from February to June. Is there any other school that does what Brookswood does? Yeah, there was three linear schools. There was Walnut Grove, Mountain, and Brookswood. Oh, really? Interesting. And all all the other ones did did different things. So, when we, when they were trying to figure out what to do, they got to limit exposure and keep kids, you know, together. So, we ended up doing something called a quarter system, which was 10 weeks. So imagine there's 40 weeks in a school year, so mm-hmm. obviously 10 weeks each time. There is two classes, and you have them for two and a half hours every day for 10 weeks. Okay. So, so if you had, like, social studies and English, you would have social studies in the morning for five weeks for two and a half hours, and then English in the afternoon, and then they would switch. But you like, hmm. But you don't get to do anything else. And you're with, like, the same people all the time. I so. wonder if that's a better way to learn. I don't, like, because how we did it when we were in school, yeah, like, you had that, was it lineal system? Linear, yeah. It's, like, 
there's so many subjects you have to go and that might be overwhelming for your head. Like, I don't know if that's the best way to teach kids. It's for sure overwhelming for the grade eights when they get there. Cause they came from like from grade seven where they have the same teacher. You right? go from being the man of the school to the <laughs> bottom of the barrel again. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, our siblings made us feel like real bottom of the barrel when we got oh, yeah, there. Great. It was a great time. <laughs> Whatever, man. You <laughs> threw me in the shower on my birthday. Uh, so did I. Four years in a <laughs> row for me, too. Not the only one. I just tied you off on one of them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that washroom's no longer a thing. Oh, they, like, put the block up there. That shower's not a thing. That's brutal. <laughs> anyway, so they do, uh, yeah, two and a half hours, and then you'd switch to, let's say, you know, PE and something, and... So I don't know if that's the best way to learn just because you're you're putting kids all together all the time. And if you were in if you like didn't get along with some kids in your class, you had them because it was cohorted. So for the junior grades, so the grade eights were together all year. So it'd be 30 kids that had science. Mm-hmm. Then those same 30 kids would go to socials. Then those same 30 kids. Yeah, so I guess that's a good way <laughs> to build, I guess, relationships with different people or just get super annoyed with each other. Exactly. So it's one of two ways. Yeah. Um, next year, we're doing linear. Or sorry, we're doing semester, which is the four classes and then four. So they're and switching I, it up. I think that's a good way. I do think eight classes is a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think four would be good. Because, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to remember deadlines for seven different classes or that's eight classes. That's kind of crazy. It's a lot. For the t- not just for the students, but for the teachers, too. Yeah, I mean... Well, I guess there's no difference. You're still seeing the same amount of kids in a way. I mean, you have to prep for all, but you get a break in between the days. But if you think of it, like how you just did it this past year, it's like you'd get almost a better relationship and a better understanding of the students in that classroom. For sure you did. At least initially. I would say by the end of the year each year, Yeah, <laughs> I would like... You know, so it usually takes... I like to think it takes a couple weeks to a month, and then I can probably tell you all the names of my students in my classes when I had eight classes. Yeah. This year, I saw the same kids every day, and it was like five days, and I knew them all because I only saw 25 kids in the morning, 25 in the afternoon, and then that was the same. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, there's just there's always pros and cons to everything yeah. in the education system. But, but yeah, so last year I taught uh, science eight, science nine and then a few pe classes i did get to teach a strength and conditioning class which was fun nice and then guitar also next year next year there's no guitar they had to cut it because just budget stuff which was i'm just pissed about that but really that's a whole nother thing yeah if the money's not there i mean what do you do Um, cut cooking (coughs) no man cooking is popular man because you can slack off and screw around in it i don't know i I took it (laughs) mrs osters pretty sure we just folded a pizza in half to make a giant pizza pot big calzone yeah exactly yeah so this year i got science one junior science one senior science and then a bunch of pe's it just changes every year like i taught french immersion the first year i went there you're that fluent in it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can't see Daniel's face right now, but he said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely." <laughs> I uh, hey, I I I got by. Yeah. I was pretty good, at, at especially using it again. I mean, I'd always run into like Le Gentil in the hallway, and I would only speak French to him just to make sure I like. Is he still there? No, he's gone now, okay. but he was there. So who's <laughs> still there? That I would know. Uh, Dennis. Ashcroft, actually Ash- Ashcroft just retired this year. He was earth science, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he did geography yes. and biology. See, I would take that course again. 
he, I would sit there with high school kids and be like, shut up, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, because you appreciate it now. Oh, way more. Way more. I really, yeah, I could go off about that. I really wish I, the amount of mental focus I have these days on learning, mm-hmm. I wish I was like that in high school. But I'd probably not have the same life as I did. It's hard, though, too, because you're probably, like, learning stuff that you really enjoy. Well, if I think back to high school, there was so much stuff that did not benefit me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, would it be interesting to learn? Yes. But I don't know what the curriculum's like now. But I, I wish they sort of taught you more about, you know, like, uh, self-employment, how to write a check. How to do like the basic things if mm-hmm. you, you maybe you want to be an entrepreneur and stuff like that. I don't know. Like what year of teachings are you teaching now? Like mm-hmm. this curriculum you're teaching, what year was that sort of implemented? Like is it twenty years ago? Is it ten years ago? Fifteen years ago? Like is it up to date with well, new up- information? Like they updated the curriculum in two thousand sixteen. Okay, that's there, a good. Th- th- then there was a slow kind of rollout. Because there's always pushback from whoever. Of course. Because you, you know, got to learn more as a teacher. Yeah, and you probably had all your stuff prepped and everything. And yeah. usually the, the curriculum doesn't change like a ton. Yeah. It just changes a little bit. But um, some of the stuff they're doing now, so they have, when we went to school, they had uh, essentials of math, applications of yeah. math, and principles of math. Those were the three. Good old application over here, bro. That's right. So... <laughs> Now they have something called apprenticeship workplace math, oh, okay. which it's not so much about like how to start a business or anything, but what they do is instead of saying calculate the area of this table, they would say you need to build a table that's six feet tall and you have, you know, you need whatever kind of top you want yeah, and then the legs. And then they say like the price for a sheet of this type of wood is this. So, oh, so you're breaking it down. So the kids are actually like, Figuring out area, doing math calculations, but building a table. That's a good way to look at it. Which is kind of, which I really like teaching. I taught that my first year. It's almost like doing estimates and breaking down hourly stuff and figuring out quotes. Exactly. Yeah, that's actually good. I like that. Or they'd say, you need to carpet this house, and then they'd have a floor plan, and you just have to do all the area. Square footage and everything. That's cool. So I thought it was pretty cool the way that uh, that course was set up. So yeah, they're changing things. I wonder if they ever come out with like a nutritional course. Like where you can almost teach about like basic nutrition, learn about fats, carbs, protein, how your system runs on it, what are the benefits of. Obviously, that's a very complicated subject, especially what's the best way to eat, and that's sort of my alley. Mm-hmm. Not not like I know a ton of it, but I've tried quite a few different ways to eat. Right. But obviously, there's always controversy when it comes to putting different food in your body. We we as PE teachers have to cover that. What are you covering? So we cover. We have to do. As part of the curriculum is like healthy sexual decision making, uh, nutrition, not so much like telling kids how to eat, but just giving them the information. Yeah. And so we'll have them do a food log and kind of, because lots of them just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They just don't even think about it. They just, you know, I, I, I had a kid come in and he would have like a can of pop every morning. Like he didn't think about it. He just grabbed it from the thing at home. I don't know if parents were already gone to work or if they're supporting that, whatever. That's yeah. not really my call, but yeah. so we just kind of let them know that like 
this is kind of the best way to eat. Because remember the food guide used to be like six to eight servings of this and this mm -hmm. and this and this. Now it's there's a picture of a plate. And basically, if the plate's a circle, half the circle is fruit and veg. A quarter of it is protein and a quarter is carb, basically, is kind of what we're trying to... Because it's the very basic thing, right? Like if, mm -hmm. you're, if you're doing different things you know, for your body and listening to your body in tune, that's a little bit different than us. Just well, that's just way more advanced. Yeah. Like, in you're going to, if you ever tried teaching something like that in school, I guarantee you'd have blowback from parents. Yeah. Like, you know, we only eat veggies in this house. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we only eat Where's veggies? the meat, bro? <laughs> I, the, uh, I remember students like, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of kid. I'm like, <laughs> I like, like <laughs> no, nah, that's not. Take the potatoes out, eat just meat. You're good to go, bro. I like the cut of your jib, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Just live off fats, man. Um, so, yeah, there's just the curriculum's always kind of ever changing. Sometimes we go back and someone's like, hey, this was super useful before. And then other times it was like not useful. So they cut it. And yeah, always got to listen to parents and kids. And there's all these focus groups and it's a whole ever changing Jeez. tapestry. So teaching grade eights. Yeah. So do you teach? Only grade eight, grade nine, or do you jump up to like eleven and twelve? No, I teach some senior PE, and this year I do have a senior science course for the first time. So, interesting. Yeah, they're they're all different. Yeah, I, I was gonna like, say. I can't even say that one's better. I mean, it's sometimes you get a grade eight group, and they're a little timid because they just came from elementary school. Yeah, shy, running class to class, looking yeah, at and, the map, and, and and so you're <coughs> you're there to help them and like teach them how to be high school students, and they. You know, and they're eager to please and want to do do well. Yeah. And then you could have a grade eight group where they're not that way. Yeah, I get it. Because, you know, I've had a grade eight class where I'm like, that was unreal, like best day. And then one of my coworkers, Stu, would be like, I'll just give it a day. Let's just see what happens with this crew. And then, yeah, things just change up. So come to think of it, like, it's a lot of pressure to be a teacher now that you know, we're, we're older, especially your teacher. Like, I'm not a teacher in any way, but, mm -hmm. like, just a father and, you know. Uh, well, you're teaching every day with your kids. Yeah, I, I guess in a way, you know, and then being, you know, self-employed for, like, 10 years now. And it's, like, it's crazy amount of responsibility to be a teacher. Like, you're raising people's kids for literally, you know, nine and a half months, almost 10 months of the year from Monday to Friday from 8.30 till, you still getting out at 2.37? No, things have changed a little bit. Oh, really? A little later. So it's like, that's a huge responsibility. And to... I mean, you hope you're not parenting their kids a whole lot, but, but well, you, you do. Well, are, you are. You, you do. You are a, a uh, adult figure in their life five days a week, but you don't think like that in high school. No. Like, that literally just popped into my head. I'm like, that's kind of crazy if you think of it. Like, it's, yeah. a lot, it's, a, it's a lot of time to spend with someone, literally, in yeah. a classroom. And there could be shithead kids in there everything and you're trying to pay attention to this guy but you're so drawn over to just screw around and you know it all depends i guess what type of family you came from too if like how much you really want to learn and you know do you pay attention to your students and like it's like school high school is literally just a gigantic building of chaos in a way because you have so many different kids yeah from so many different backgrounds however they're raised everything it's, yeah it's kind of crazy if i think of it but it's also why I love it, because no year is the same. Yeah, true. You know, when you do a job, you don't go back and do that same job. Yeah, no, every job's different. Every job's different, and 
I mean, you use the same type of things from job to job, just like I do from year to year. Use mm -hmm. the same lesson or, hey, that was a great question I asked and I make a note and then yeah. next time I teach it, I'll remember to ask it or whatever. But, but yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure sometimes, but I really do like it. And I think that's where the disconnect could be. Like if you weren't into it, the mm -hmm. first five years after people get out of their teaching degree program, within the first five years, they like get weeded out. Oh, really? Teachers will show up and be like, oh, or like, this is not for me. And I've known people that have done that and they've gone on to be like extremely successful. One of my buddies like owns a business and all this, but he just like taught for like six months and he's like, nope. <laughs> Jeez, that's so much time and energy and effort to go through teaching. Yeah. And then just start learning it all and then be like... Not for me. See ya. Yeah, I mean, it's not useful. Uh, sorry, it's not useless for life. I mean, you no, learn how to sure. talk to people and whatever, but... Knowledge is power. Yeah. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The more, more you learn, the better, for sure. As long as... Well, it depends. If you're trying to, like, create something new, then it might... Some people might may think it's crazy what you're trying to learn about, you know? But there's so many different avenues these days to be successful. You yeah. can stare at a phone all day and be a millionaire. I know. No, I, it's like oh any, anybody who who's worth any money, though, at some point came out with a crazy idea. Yeah. Look at Elon Musk. Look at Bezos. He he used to like deliver only books. Yeah. In like '97 or whatever. There's that picture of him in his little <laughs> office with a paper Amazon sign behind it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Google and Apple. What started in a garage? Yeah. You it, know, it always starts there. Yeah. All right. This podcast started in a paint booth. That's right. <laughs> now it's in a. Five years from now. Soundproof, like, not paint booth. Yeah, not a paint booth. I'll turn it back into one eventually. A few guitars on the wall. I yeah. forgot about your star guitar there. Yeah, my Jackson Warrior. That's beautiful. Yeah, my Art and Luther electric. And then that's Dave's 12 string. Yeah, do you play much? Not as much as I'd like. Like once in a while I come in here and be like, oh yeah, guitar. And then I'm like, wow, this hurts my fingers. <laughs> it's like I haven't played enough. I do, because I did a job in Brookswood for a while ago. Actually, a student that actually went to Brookswood. And I felt like he was the type of kid that got picked on in school. So I had, like, my heart sort of went out to him. Because I could see, like, he had that, like, look at him where it's like, oh, man, kids probably pick on this kid. And I actually, actually picked him up. Did I drop him off? I think I dropped him off at school once. And... When I was done the job, I came over with my Bay Ringer amp. Oh. And I was like, here. Because he was like learning how to play guitar. And I was like, take this. And his mom's like, what are you doing? I was like, he can have this. I was like, I barely might touch my guitar anymore. This thing sits in my closet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here you go. It's like a couple hundred dollar amp. Like Wh when it was new. Was he in guitar class? Probably. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I th he knew you, yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, I was like, here, take this. His mom's like, no, you don't have to do it. I was like... No, it's just a gift fit yeah. to him. I was like, I'm not. This is sitting in the closet. When you start talking about kids getting picked on in high school, it's <coughs> it's uh, it's it's always tough to see a kid like going through a terrible time at high school. Oh, for sure. Because people always say, you know, high school should be or will be the best years of your lives. Of of for your some life, people. Sorry. And what I say is, I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, at all. No. I actually no. hope. I actually hope it's not. If you're having the best years of your life from 13 to 18, 18 that's yeah. sort of sad in a way. But yeah, like they're I memories. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I think back and it's like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that <laughs> <laughs> and got away with it. <laughs> but yeah, no way. Like your best times of your life should be each year. Yeah. 
All well, depends on your situation, of course. No, but if you, you know, if you, let's say you meet your spouse or you have a kid, like, you know, uh, my hope would be that those years are... Yeah, the birth of your first child, your wedding, yeah, you know, those good should, camp trip with the boys. Those should all be like, great things, oh, right? Yeah, for sure. And I always, I said this to a kid this year, and, and I, I do think it's true. Like, it, high school doesn't have to be the best time of your life, but I, I don't want any kid to think it's, like, the worst time of their life. And it is for some, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. It might not be, like, you know, the be-all, end-all, but you should feel safe and enjoy going to school, I think. And well, bullying, I think, even though, like, technically I wouldn't know what bullying is like in high school now, but I'm sure it's very different compared to when we were in high school. It's all online. Yeah. Sorry, it's like all online. Like, you can't, you can't escape it. Like, nope. I remember, like, I didn't join Facebook till 07, so I was already graduated. Yeah, me too. We had MSN Messenger. Obviously. And it's signing like in and out to see if you're crushing Signing in and out, and you sit there for <laughs> half an hour just waiting for someone to sign on. As soon as they came on, you're like, what's up, man? Just got on, too. Like, haven't been staring at this for long. But you'd have, like, a status. You know, like, you're, you'd be like, Jamie is, or, and then your sentence wouldn't even join that last word it said. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. But that was it. We didn't, people had, I think, Nexopia. But like, I, I, never I, I, nev- I never had it either. No. But, um, yeah, like, now you can't escape it. Like, if someone gets your cell phone number or something like that, well, it could be, like, all day. People create, like, new accounts and request your friendship. And then if yeah. you're, like, a kid who doesn't have many friends and this person... You're going to say yes. You, you, you know, you say yes, and it turns out it's the kid that's been bullying you. Yeah, it's hard. It sucks. Yeah, I must say, like... And I've said this before on the podcast. For sure, I was a bully. I remember doing some stuff, and I, I feel awful. Yeah. I feel awful for it. And it's, like, I just... I, I hate... I've seen... I've seen people like I don't know if they were friends, but driving past Brookswood when like you know kids have gotten out for lunch or something, and like they're pushing around. And I'm like, is that are they friends? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, part of me just wants to pull over and just shake that kid. <laughs> like, just make sure they're friends. Yeah, just it's but it's got yeah it's got to be heartbreaking. Like, cause like what can you do? Like, how much can you really do? But inside the walls, I'm sure you can contain it like a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they go out those doors, like it's free range it gets hard yeah yeah for sure and you know how kids are because you used to be one of them yeah there's a huge process and you know admin gets involved if really necessary police will get involved but when it's online it's kind of out of it's out of our hands you know i can watch my class for the two and a half hours that the kids are there Mm -hmm. but then what do you do after that see that's why advice i think from a very well-rounded open person like I'm already thinking of things to say to the girls when they go into high school. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't be mean to anyone. Like, so hard. You know, be be open-minded. You have no idea where that kid came from. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. Like, he could have got beat this morning. He may not have breakfast because his parents can't afford to give him food. Don't make fun of how he dresses. Yeah. Stuff like that. Very basic stuff I, I definitely want to teach the kids. Basic human decency stuff, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Pretty much. But kids don't. Kids are idiots. They they like, are and they get and they get in groups and they rally. Oh, it's just that gang mentality, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Like I don't think I was a mean kid, but I know I was a part of a bullying Bigger, situation sure. because I was involved. And then it's like, okay, do I do I want to be a part of this side of it, or do I want to, you know, say, hey, we should be nice to that kid? But then are they going to treat me that way and be like, hey, you're a loser too? Yeah, it's hard to say. You want to you want to fit in with the cool crowd. Yeah. Like as sad as it is, like see, that's what you want to do but it's like that's survival though at high school right yeah finding temporary a temporary survival finding a group of friends yeah. that 
that can get you through it. I mean, you and I are, I think, super fortunate. Like we have different friend groups, but I think the the general principle is the same. Like still tight. Yeah. Still got the boys chat. Still talk all the time. Play, yeah. Play poker. Have dinner with the wives and stuff. And I, I feel very very fortunate about that. For sure. That's what I was saying to Ashley when she was on here last Friday. Was like, guys stay good friends with their guy friends from like grade eight on and like for so long and girls said every two years i saw it in a couple g- girls that i used to hang out with in high school like they'd switch friends every two years mm-hmm. you know they'd be best friends and then they wouldn't be and then they'd get in a fight about something or a fight over a guy or what she's wearing is stupid and all this type of stuff but yeah but it is what it is it's yeah it's i think it's important to tell kids like this is just five years of your life just do the best that you can do, and eventually you won't have to see any of these people ever again if you choose not to. Isn't that funny, eh? Just see you later. I'm out. Like, I know if I didn't put the effort in to, like, see the guys, mm-hmm. I I could not see anybody ever. Like, I live up in Clayton now, and I wouldn't see anybody. I'd see somebody in the mall or something, but it's not like... Who goes to the mall? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who goes to the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I went to the mall the other day, actually. Yeah, I've been there well, a couple months ago. It looks a lot better, though. They renovated. <laughs> looks a lot different. Check and everything over there. <laughs> yeah, they got, like, Winners now and Nordstrom's there. Yeah. They got a record store, which I love. Oh, really? But they're they're just so expensive. Yeah. Like, all vinyl. Yeah. It's like, where are the DVDs at, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the TV DVD box sets? You got <laughs> you got mini-disc players here? <laughs> um, Yeah. Like, high school was definitely fun, but it definitely had its challenging times. For sure. And you always hear from people that were bullied in high school, and they'll like they'll be like, I fucking hated high school. Mm-hmm. I hated coming here every day. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, that's probably very minimal, if I had to guess, out of like a percentage. Maybe like 5%. I I could be wrong. I don't, I wa- don't know. I couldn't. Even I don't want to put, put it, maybe not even put a number on yeah, it. I couldn't. I'm sure there <laughs> there's people out there screaming right now. <laughs> but there's probably people that go to school and have a friend group that they don't like too though. But they're not getting bullied cuz they're surviving and yeah. Sometimes I think especially these days people like put too much effort into it mm-hmm. to think about a certain subject where it's like just go to school. I guess that's tough. There's so there's too many variables now. Well, they're not 35. Because you can say that to you, and you'd be like, yeah, no problem. I'll just go tough it out. Yeah, I'm good to go. But to a 14-year-old. That's their world. they got to be there for five years. So that's like a quarter of their life they they will be there for. But the way we talk now, I don't think our parents even said anything to us about, like, I don't remember my dad saying anything about bullying to me or my mom. Yeah, mine did. But she came from the different, like, job from Newton with her uh with her counseling job so yeah i guess she saw the darker side i guess yeah and she was just she, she was just more that way she would man she used to be like so what'd you learn today and i'd be like ah whatever nothing and she'd be like no i want to know and i'm like oh how was school yeah it's same old whatever yeah just leave me alone <laughs> i want to go play n64 oh man i'm playing n64 <laughs> i got my n64 hooked up <laughs> serious yeah what games do you have so <sighs> I found the N64. I can't remember where I found it. And I had Goldeneye, obviously. Respect. Yeah. And then uh, 
Zelda Ocarina of Time. See, that was all you. I never played Zelda. That was one of the best games ever. And then Bree and I were sitting there one night and in the wintertime, and, and we've been going through this um, this phase with our friend group, right? People are having kids, mm-hmm. and we weren't, I think she was pregnant maybe, but we weren't, like we didn't have a kid yet, but we we found ourselves spending a lot more time at home yeah, rather than what it used to be like when, you know, we're out and you yep. know, we got a mortgage now, whatever. So we went online, and I got... Super Mario 64, Mario Golf, and Super Mario Kart. And I paid 100 bucks <laughs> for Damn. three games. Damn, that's expensive for N64. No, man. Ogre Battle is super rare. It goes for 100 I have that one, too. Of course you do. Yeah, that one. See, that's the game you knew, like, hardcore nerded out on. <laughs> for like sure. Like Ogre Battle. Ogre like Battle 64, man. Yeah, because wh- how was that again? Like, you had to stand on either side. <laughs> Yeah, and you had and to do like what was it? I forget. Sort of forget what it was. Oh, it was it was terrible gameplay. So the way it worked was you you had this wizard. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have characters, and it was basically an RPG game where like your units would go against the enemy units, and then mm-hmm. you'd have to capture their base or whatever. But like the <laughs> gameplay was so slow, they'd like walk across. Anyway, I played that recently. It was pretty fun. Jeez. See, like Golden Eye. Oh yeah. Four controllers, four buddies. I. I have four controllers. We've done it. Still, like, I haven't done that in a long time, but I, I think C-Rock has 64, and I think Sean does too. My friends hate it because they're all, like, super good at Warzone and all that. But when we, oh, play, yeah. when we play Goldeneye, I beat them. <laughs> oh, you know, like, all the hidden spots? Exactly. Like, when you play multiplayer and... Power uh, weapons in the stack, man. Just hit the C buttons. You're, like, going in circles, <laughs> popping them in the head the whole time. Yeah. That was a tough game, though, because you'd be agent, double agent, and then... Was it triple agent? Secret or agent. Secret agent, yeah. yeah. So you go through each level and you want to play each one, but they were so harder. Like I think I only made it to like I'd beat all of it in agent and then I'd go back and try and do double agent, but I'd only make it to like facility. And I'm like, but then you'd go to a buddy's I think who was really good was Brandon. Brandon Messner was super good at it where oh he yeah. was almost that secret agent for the whole thing. I'm like, You're crazy. Yeah. Because you face odd jobs and he was already tough enough to try and kill an Aztec. You'd always kill you all the time but yeah so that's uh that's all i have for actually i do have a super nintendo as well which is what about sega no don't have that mutant league hockey don't Ooh, have hockey 93 nhl 93 that's right actually the next year is when ea sports took it over because or maybe not when ea sports took over but it was called nhlpa hockey 93 because i don't think the league had ea was in it yeah ea was in it but i don't think the league had like given up their jerseys or anything oh really so you were just called like detroit or chicago and they yeah. just had colors it wasn't but they had the names of the players because it's the players association anyway yeah because you'd be like ea sports it's in the game those like, uh, oh here we go <laughs> those hockey games are crazy now you ever seen the new ones no i don't play video games i actually have an n60 or xbox 360 sitting right there and it just sort of collects dust so is that the, uh, which one? This one? The silver box. Oh, <laughs> it's all in there. Is the white one in there? Uh, with, yeah. With uh, what was that snowboarding game called? Amped. Oh, Amped. Oh no, that's Xbox. Well, I don't have Amped. That was that game was legit. I remember. I remember your brother loaded his own music on there. And it oh, like listen like Fifty Cent. On Chili it. Peppers. Oh yeah, it was legit. Oh, man, cleaning my mom's basement, playing video games. <laughs> or in our basement because we we lived in the same house. Yeah. Long time. It's kind of crazy to think back then. I was thinking about coming here and talking about this, and I thought uh, 
talking about like sharing bunk beds and waking up like super early to play <laughs> and 60 or we'd play sega because the tv was in the closet in the closet yeah we'd pull it out and win the stanley cup in 30 games or we'd, you could do it in a certain amount of games couldn't you and on that you could do it in like 20 games or 30 games or you well, could extend your season or something like that yeah and but you could make the games only take five minutes so we would destroy you go like right left and then go top shelf yeah. and the goalie would make all these weird or if you like did face off and you hit pass and you shot the puck straight sometimes the goalie would then spread his legs and then freaking the puck five would hole. go in yeah, yeah five hole and you're like this is ridiculous we destroyed guys but we were always detroit yeah they were always like the <laughs> fastest you could yeah that was a good game Chicago was good too. Chris Chelios. I don't waste my time with video games. No. No. I I do enough. Uh-huh. Even though I have I have a few different ideas I want to do. Like renovation companies doing good. I have some big jobs coming up, but nice. I really want to get into more of my passions in life, like my hot cold therapy and everything. And um I'm going to design my own cold plunge. Oh, cool. From scratch. So instead of using a freezer. Um, yeah, because if you're, if you're lucky enough in life, you can find your passion. Say, like, teaching for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're able to go to school, learn all the, all the uh, information you need to teach, and then you can actually go get your dream job, and you're like, holy shit, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So with me, it's like, okay, what am I passionate about? Well, it's mostly health and fitness, right? So it's like, okay, well podcast too it's like obviously this is it feels like a dream job to me mm-hmm. um if i can do this full time and eventually make enough money from a podcast to support my family and the lifestyle i want to live then that's i'm good but i want to create something new i want to almost create i want to it's probably a little too soon to talk about this but i will anyways um i want to create almost like a hot cold therapy here like a program, or you want to create? Where I could almost open it up to family and friends, maybe Saturday, Sundays, and I can have my sauna running and have my cold plunge. I'll have it custom built by then before, obviously, I launch this. But um, where I can open it up to have family and friends, like I just said, where you can book a time. You know, you can come sit in the sauna for you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then you can try a cold plunge. And then you can go home. But obviously there's like insurances and waiver forms and all that type of stuff. But I think it'd be sort of sort of cool to open up to, to the public because okay. I have the space. So it kind of be like somebody going to the gym, but instead of going to the gym, they're doing their hot cold for that day or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Right. And I would do sort of, I'd do like a trial run. You know, it's going to be a bit of money to create my own cold plunge. It's going to be probably around five, six grand to build it. Oh, wow. Um, but I know people in the industry when it comes to filtration systems and chillers and fabricators and everything, I can build the wood box for it and make it super custom. But, um, I think it's worth it. I think it's like Wim Hof is only getting more and more popular these days. I think with his breathing and, you know, people, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you want to try something new, just go do a cold shower. Like you'll feel better. Do a challenge. Do like, okay, this week I'm doing five cold showers Every night before I go to bed, which is way better than a hot shower. For you. Everyone's like, oh, I just shower before I go to bed. I'm like, it's the worst thing for you to do because mm. you raise your core temperature. Mm-hmm. Your core temperature has to go down to for you to actually fall asleep. So the best thing is actually a cold shower. Even though it wakes you up, cools your core. 
So interesting, because I feel like it does wake you up. Yeah, but temporarily. Do people do it in the morning though? Great way to wake up. <laughs> yeah, I guess because like I always think about jumping in the lake, especially if you're hungover. <laughs> yeah, you instantly sober up, and then you're ready to ready to go. Again. Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I'm actually gonna do a podcast. I think by myself maybe next week and i'm gonna actually do a bunch of research on the reasons why you should do hot cold therapy and then um obviously reasons benefits i guess are sort of the same thing but then sort of like give out where i got the information from where the studies came from Mm -hmm. like oh these came from stanford these came from harvard this came from wim hof which is the ice man there's really no excuse not to listen to that guy um but I just want to really try and promote fitness and health and well-being and, you know, just healthy mindset, positive mindset, sort of stuff like that. So, and if I'm slow, like, booking people, then I can be like, okay, well, this week I'm going to break down why, you know, or give a review on when I did the keto diet and when I just finished the carnivore diet. Maybe I'll do a review on that. And maybe if it's only 20 minutes, like, whatever. Yeah, some It's short. not a big deal. Some short. Not all podcasts are going to be two to three hours or hour and a half, whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah, like, me and Tanner, I think, have had the longest podcast so far. We were about three hours. Well, you know, honestly, it'd be, it'd, it'd be super easy just sitting here to, like, I'll probably have these couple beverages and we'll get through and chat and whatever. But if you had a six-pack and you didn't have to drive or something, you could sit here for hours. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. You can you can chug back alcohol in this room pretty good. <laughs> Even Todd said it best. He's like, you know, it's easy for me to say to his Katie, like, hey, I'm going over to Jamie's to do a podcast. But literally, we sit down and talk and drink. Yeah. It's just the difference is we have headphones and a mic in front of us. But if I said, hey, I'm going over to Jamie's to drink, she'd be like, uh, what do you what do you mean? You know, <laughs> do I need like, to pick yeah. you up? <laughs> no, I'm going to do a podcast. Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's like so. It's a nice excuse to you know get out and have a drink with. With a buddy. That's kind of uh, <coughs> kind of like when I play guitar or go play music with someone. Yeah, you're going to jam, but you're sitting there bullshit drinking at the same time. Yeah, like you're obviously jamming, but there's lots of time in between. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are you going to do any more songs? So, looking to... Basically, the first song, I just I wrote it during the kind of first lockdown when I was home from work. Mm-hmm. I was just messing around and... I actually found this video online. It was a guy posted 30 core progressions to write music to or whatever. And so one of them I liked, and I took it and just adopted it and changed a couple things. And so I wrote that one. And then have you heard about the whole process? No. Okay. So the whole process went like this. I wrote the song. And then do you remember Andrew Spinner? Yes. So he he does mastering for music and other projects in downtown he's got his own company and he rents a room in a recording studio okay so what he does is he gets he gets the music and then he sits and listens to it and like changes the volume there you know he's the guy i need to talk to a little bit yeah (laughs) a little bit too much reverb there so he's like a producer almost well no no, he just i mean he produced yeah he was a producer for me yeah yeah. (laughs) But for little tweak It'd for most, like yeah, Dr. Dre little thing too. That's right. So he put me in touch, and he said, uh, "I actually saw it on a social media." He said, "Hey, if you're interested, any songwriters out there? There's these three guys. So Steve Dawson's one, and I can't remember the names of the other two right now. 
but I talk to him a lot. He's a guitarist, and he's like a session player. Mm-hmm. And these other two guys are as well. So he does guitar. There's a guy that does drums, and then a guy that plays the bass. And usually session players. So if I had written a record and I wanted session players, I would have to like fly them in. We would go to the studio. I would pay for studio time. Mm-hmm. They would record their instruments while I sang. Yeah. And then we would master the record like Andrew would do, and then we would put it out. Which is, excuse me, a lot of money. Oh, I imagine, yeah. <laughs> So what these guys did was during the COVID uh, lockdown initially, they created something called the Hen House Express, a little shout out, where I recorded my lyrics. First, I recorded the guitar, just to have something to sing to. And then I recorded yeah. the lyrics with Andrew downtown. He helped me out. And then we had an audio track of my lyrics with no instruments. And then we sent that to them, those three guys. And then mm-hmm. I had a 10-minute Zoom or Skype call with them, kind of told them what I wanted the song to sound like and how da-da-da. And then yeah. like a week later, they sent me <laughs> all the music. So they just like dub everything in yeah. and overlap it. and Yeah, and it was like 500 bucks. Really? Yeah, it was wild. Crazy. So they still do it. Um, and so, yeah, my first song was on Spotify. And honestly, it was just kind of like a... Threw it out there. It was just a fun thing. Yeah. Obviously not trying to make a ton of money or anything. Um, and then I remember Bree being like, this isn't going to turn into like, you know... I'm quitting my uh, teaching <laughs> I'm job. I'm quitting my teaching and, uh, job and I'm going to try and make it as a singer. Not that she doesn't support me or anything, but just, you know... Yeah. We don't have a ton of money to be throwing at of side course. projects. Same here. <laughs> so, uh, so I said, no, 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 of course. And then it must have been, I put that song out in the summer last year, and then, or in the fall, maybe. It was in the fall, because it's the same week I launched this. That's that you right. did the song. Because right. I messaged you, I was like, bro, we're both <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> so then uh, I came home, I guess, in November or whatever, and it was when I was teaching my guitar class, and I would always hang out after after school or before the class and just mess around and play and i ended up just like this cool melody came in my head and i was like hey that's sweet and like i should throw this it's gonna be called the day my life changed and then i ended up writing a song like in one sitting and then i came home and i was playing it and Bree's like (laughs) so uh is that another song (laughs) i was like yeah yeah, but you're just jamming, making tunes. You ain't spending any money. No, so but but I am gonna record this this next one as well. So I'll have two. That's total. cool. So I got that one. It's ready. I just need to go and um go and record the lyrics, do all the thing again. I thought about doing my own instruments and stuff, but it just seemed like such a cool process. They just you know Well it's just so much less effort almost on your part. So much less like, work. And time away from, you know, Bree and, you know, Wells and yeah. everything like that. <coughs> yeah. That's cool, though, because then you're, then you're helping out, like, another company, too, of course. Yeah, and they're great. You know, when I was doing the Skype meeting, they were like, we really love this song, and, like, it's a good jam. Like, you know, what do you think? And then, so I'll tell them if there's anything really important to me. Like, I really like the bridge. Like, I don't want that taken out. Yeah. They'd be like, no, us too. Sounds perfect. Why don't we do this and then he would like play a little lick or something and i was like yeah that sounds sweet man and it was it was literally me for 10 minutes being like that sounds awesome that sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) and they were just like all right we're gonna go write this and you can pay extra and they'll do like they'll revamp some stuff if you don't like it okay but when it when it came back there was this really uh 
really sweet like riff at the end of the chorus and mm-hmm. me and andrew were sitting there listening together and it was just we just looked at each other and he's like that's sounds like you wrote this together rather than well that's like the whole point that you is want it to point. sound as an actual <laughs> group yeah yeah so that's cool though. yeah all you have to do is do the music to the metronome because they need to keep their timing yeah not like i could be ah, it's 92 beats a minute but then play at 80 <laughs> or yeah s- sing at 80 trying to keep up yeah well, that's cool though, man. Like, and that and that's the thing. Like, you could probably have ideas for songs constantly running through your head. Like, you probably do all the time. Do yeah. you like? Do you feel like you have ideas like that? Like, always running through there. Yeah, my phone's full of notes. Yeah, I do the same. Like, if I, like, I have a list of people that I want on the podcast, and some of them, people would be like, "Dude, you'll never get that guy on." And I'll be like, "Ah, I put his name there still." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I want Kevin Hart to come out one day. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I wrote it down. I was like, oh, that's a goal, you know. Well, you could get Dwayne Johnson on because he does a pretty good Kevin Hart impression. You ever seen that? I love those two together, man. They're so hilarious. Funny. Actually, I have uh, the Rocks tequila. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah? Yeah, Katie got it for me for Father's Day. It's pretty fun. tasty. I want to <laughs> make it like a – I think the next step for this is to maybe do a video for this too. Yeah. Um, I haven't really looked into it yet. But I think it might be the next step. I don't v- know. Video is just hard because you forget you're on video sometimes. That's a good thing because <laughs> then it's more realistic. And that's yeah. the whole one of the reasons behind this podcast is just to be as natural as you can, I think. And that's a difficulty that I think when it comes to video yeah. is that you put like an added pressure on me as a host and then you as a guest. Mm-hmm. You might sort of change how you talk then or how you act. And it's like I want try. I want I want people to try and feel as relaxed as they can in here. That's why I'm like, yeah, move the mic around, like get comfortable. Don't have to sit like perfect posture all the mm-hmm. time if you don't want to. Like it, you know, just be yourself. Just you know, but it's usually the first half an hour, forty minutes where you sort of trying to figure out, like, am I comfortable on the mic? Did I say something stupid already? Did I swear too much? Because mm-hmm. I that's the way I think. So I'm like, well, other people are probably thinking the same way I am. Definitely. You know, like it's I ha- I need to go back and listen to the first like five maybe. And be like, oh my god! But oh, you're for sure better from the ones I've listened to. I hope so. Yeah, like not that you were awful, but just you're getting more comfortable. And yeah, yeah, I think so. Like I still, I still for some reason, like I sweat. Like the back, of the, like these are two newer chairs that I have. I'm like the leather, dude. It's not been. The it's best. hot in here though. Yeah, like I thought it. Usually the shop's pretty cool, but and I say but a lot. That's the one thing I realized. I'm like, but oh, back in the day, and I'm like, you sound so dumb. But I listened back to the podcast. Like, I listened to Ashley's and mine today because it was about two hours. So I wanted to make sure, like, everything was fine. Most of the time, I do remember stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's been a few, like, shout out the old phone neck. <laughs> I had to listen to that one before I put it on because <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Did Dave say something stupid? <laughs> it's possible. It was possible, yeah. That's why I cut it an hour and 15 in. I was like, well, <laughs> that's it for tonight. <laughs> Dave's like, blah, it's going <laughs> off. I'm like, okay, that's it. I got to stop this one. Yeah, these these chairs are a bit sweaty. It's Yeah, like uh, I'm like, because uh, I want people to feel comfy. And like these, I didn't find they gave enough support. And I just pointed at the uh, older chairs that I had. Oh but yeah. um, yeah, like this, it feels like your back sweat in it more because it's mm. leather. And I'm like, oh, shit. But that's how you learn. Like uh, I would hate, like, I want to try and figure these chords out. Like before, like this used to, like the mixer used to be on the table. Mm. So I was like, oh, I got leftover wood. I'll build a side table where everything is. All the wires are hung underneath the table, but it's still like a jumble of wires. And when I design 
the new studio, I'll probably talk to someone who knows how to build a studio and I'll probably, you know, have them come over and figure stuff out where then the cords can be like in the floor coming up through the table legs where everything is hidden and there can be power in the table. There can be USB plugs and everything and build like a super custom table. So the cord would be like here. Yeah. I'm just going up the mic. Uh, yeah. The up mic the mic. Stand. Boom. So, boom, and, yeah. and again, if you, that's my hand on the table, so you can hear that vibration. So you put a drink down, you can sort of <laughs> hear it. And I'm like, damn, okay. That's another thing I have to try and, okay, why does that happen? You know, like, cause I think the booms attached to the table and that's directly to the mic, but you can get those ones that are suspended. Those, those mics that are suspended. I think that's what helps with that. Mm. But I didn't want to, like, I built everything on a budget. So it's like, well, I didn't, I couldn't maybe not afford it. But I was like, I I got other important things in my life I need to pay for, not just a podcast I'm going to set up. So, you know, when it comes to the new studio, I'll definitely try and get stuff dialed in mm. a little better. But that's, you know, could be years down the road. But that's well, the plan. I, I think it's a great setup. The boom's nice. It's nice to not have to lean over the table for sure. Yeah, because like I... I, yeah, like I said, people comfortable. Like you know, these mics came with, came with like a little, like a tripod to sit on the table. And I'm like, well, I don't want people like leaning forward the whole time. I want them to be able to kick back and like relax and move around if they have to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it works pretty good though. Like uh, when Drew was on, he was saying like, oh, I've been on a few podcasts. He's like, it's probably one of the better setups I've seen. I was like, oh, perfect, cool. <laughs> so, but I'm just trying to get more pictures on the wall and. And I need to get more pictures behind me, like I was saying. So it's one of those things you don't want to... I feel like I know how you started this and what you wanted it to be. And it's you, you almost don't want to change too much and make it not just kind of a room in the shop. Because that's kind of what people like, I think. Yeah. You and know? I don't want to put just random shit on the wall. No. Like everything I put up on the wall means something to me. Yeah, like the Avengers, man. So good. Oh, Avengers, yeah. Yeah, I had to order those on Amazon, and I just made little, I guess, not technically a frame, but, you know, those are my literally top two movies. Those two right there. But they're great. Yeah, they're amazing. They're so good. But, yeah, I'll I'll slowly tweak it over time. Like, I I was like, oh, do I get a Canadian flag in here? Or is that typical? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, the Canadian flag. What I really want is like I want to get like, like uh, Stormbreaker, yeah, you Thor's axe. I want to get Cap Shield. Yeah, that'd be sick. You got you do have some Thorn gear back here. You could do. What about Family Crest? Could you get a Family Crest on a flag or something? Oh, I'm sure I could. Yeah, but I got my my whole left sleeve is already have his all Thorn stuff all over it. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> fairly permanent. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> but I put up like cool stuff like my new space signs. You know, like people read that and they're like, "Is that true?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like, it's kind of crazy, but I love it's my space stuff, so it goes up there. You've liked space forever, though. Yeah, you were big, like the truth is out there kind of kid. Yeah, I remember drawing aliens as kids. Yeah, man, and that's coming around more and more. Actually, there's a new doc that just came out on Netflix tonight, which I'll probably, I'll probably watch an episode of it. Mm-hmm. It's that, I forget the name of it, but it's like a f- five or six part series, but. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, damn it! That's one thing I noticed on this podcast too is you forget the stuff that's so easy to remember because <laughs> you feel like you're on the spot, 
but yeah. you're not in a way. No. Because this is being recorded. It's not live. It's not like it's going straight on. Like, I'm not on YouTube anyways. Yeah. But it's not like it's going straight on to Spotify and iTunes. You know, like, I can listen back to it and record my intro and have my guitar riffed after and stuff. Um, Stranger Things. I don't know if you got into Stranger Things or not. I got into the first season. Yeah. And... What it really boiled down to was, uh, like, I liked it, and Brianne didn't not like it, mm-hmm. but we, w- with with how few hours we do spend watching TV, just because kid and work and all yeah, that, life, you kind of prioritize a little bit. It's not that I wouldn't check it out. I yeah. just, I haven't watched it after season, I think midway through season two, I think yeah. a bunch of stuff came up, you know. Like COVID or something. Actually, no, no this is before COVID. No, that was before. Yeah. But I, you know, like you know me, I'm a huge sitcom fan. I mean, I can watch Friends still, st- like start to finish. No I can't problem. watch old stuff anymore. Yeah, I can like watch that. How I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory, man, that show is awesome. Oh, jeez, see me and you are opposite. I know. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. It's hard for me now that. <coughs> that's one of the things I I definitely took out from from listening to Rogan so much is just the fakeness in shows like scripted shows and like the laugh lines and all this type of stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's really true, like some of the stuff he's saying. But it's it's hard for me to watch. Like Katie still watches shows that I can't even be in the room. When she she loves watching that RuPaul Oh, man, show. RuPaul Drag Race? And like, whatever, you want to do that, that's fine. I, that doesn't bother me. But I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't. She watches it in the bedroom, and I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was like, no, this is a bit much for me. I think I watched a season or two, and then, yeah, it was just Bree's guilty pleasure after that. Yeah, I can't. And, like, those, all those, like, all these sexy couples are on the island, but they <laughs> don't know they can't touch each other. I'm like, that is a dick move. <laughs> it's like, you guys are assholes. Also, what a stupid show, though. But guess what? I watched it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you, you know? go. Like those stu- girls are like tens. Yeah. Like body wise, I don't know what their personalities like. It's but it's a little cringy at times for sure. Imagine being a single guy on a show like that. Oh my, that would be ridiculous. I don't see how you. I'd fail that show for sure. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just in front of the mic there for a second. I don't know. I feel like I have a very inflated view of like my ability to like chat with girls and stuff though. Like if I think back. Uh, you know, I've. You were always the type of guy, though, that had no fear of talking to five people or five hundred people. It seemed like true. There was like no difference for you, and you could you you talk to girls. True, like, but fine. no, but I just feel like, you know, on a show like that, I would just that like, I would just end up being a terrible contestant. I'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> I'd just be working out all the time. <laughs> be like, man, this guy stares at himself more than the chicks. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> What's up? How much you bench? Yeah. Is there a boathouse here? Yeah. <laughs> you got a barn swell here? You got a barn workout? Speaking of boathouse, you went up to see the folks? I did. Yeah. Me and the family went up on the Wednesday. Yep. And we got lucky. We had resos at like the 720 on mm-hmm. like the Wednesday night. And but my work day ended up not being too busy. And I was like, man, let, let's let's try and get up there earlier. Cause getting a 720 ferry and getting up there around <coughs> 10 sort of sucks. Yeah, 930, 10, yeah. And um so I was like, let's go for the 1210. No reservations, just went for it. We stopped way up before the toll booth. Yeah. I'm like, I could see the toll booth. I'm like, shit. 
And the guy's like, uh, I'm like, we make 1210. He's like, probably 230. And I was like, damn it. So I was like, whatever. We'll head into town. You know, we'll get some lunch or whatever. And that's fine. People want to hear that. Um, <laughs> and then I went through the toll booth and I was like, hey, I was like, we have resos for 720, but you want to be, you want to be awesome and just switch that to the 1210. You'll probably make the 230, sir. I'm like, thanks. You know, thanks for helping me out. I got three kids in the back here. Anyways. Or just laughing and like joining in on your joke yeah, and being like, like oh, I'll see what I can do. I get that, you yeah. know, or it's like, you know what? Okay. For today, you're like, you know. <laughs> but you got to think how many people. Oh, there's Same probably hundreds like of people that. asking like that. Flip her a hundred bucks or something. Did you see all the traffic? Sorry, go ahead. Finish your story. We'll talk about the traffic later. Um, but yeah, we were literally second to last car on. On the 1210. On the 1210. And I was like, thank you. And Kate, I, Katie's sitting next to me and I'm like, don't say anything. We're driving towards as you drop back down and go on like the bottom deck. I can just and see it. Yeah. Hey guys, it looks like we made it. And then they're I'd like, and nope. I, I, I was like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> And then we were going down the hill and went on. I was like, yes. I had to call dad and I was like, yeah, we made it by two cars. Nice. Like, Sweet. Place is looking good, though. I love the deck, uh, the deck addition type thing over the rocks there. Over the rocks. I guess I haven't been up there in a while, so you'd probably think it's not an addition, but. <laughs> oh, the newer part where the stairs are and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. I don't. Th- he wants to renovate it again. I'm trying to convince him to frame in the back deck. Make a master suite back there and free up another bedroom. But they want to push out the living room too. Do both. The back would be minimal. I bet you it'd be under five grand to do. Because just the, keep the, the supports there and everything. Just keep the tin roof. Yeah, just spray foam the ceilings. You don't have to take the tin roof off because yeah. it's not papered. Right. So you'd have to. Um, the one in the front is just tricky with the roof line, trying to connect it and tearing off the front roof. Yeah. But um, and then we just but we could literally do the post and beam and frame the floor and sheet it probably in one day mm-hmm. out front and then figure out the walls and then connect the roof line and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a bunk cabin though. We have to now. It doesn't make any sense. Like I slept in the office on a blow up bed mm-hmm. for four nights. I'm like my back is sore as hell sleeping on this thing. It's like it, we need to do a bunk house. Just a little privacy too, right? Yeah. Yeah, not, you know, you know not, how it is up there. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to this one, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to do it where the woodshed is. We can roughly do, we're going to take down the woodshed, roughly 12 and a half feet wide by 18 coming out. And then we'll be just just a shed roof, the steel roof. And then you'll be have like a center set of stairs, go up, and then go left or right into two, two separate rooms. Hmm. And then have maybe a couple windows. And then do like... A queen on the bottom, then a double bunk bed up top or a single up top, and do like two of those. Okay. So literally, we could sleep. You want to have a boys' week, and you have eight guys up there, no problem. And definitely take the pressure off. Um, when you're talking about the woodshed, so so would it come out into the yard more, or are you going to push it in? We can only go so far back. Yeah. So it'll come ball. out. The, there's like if you look in front of the woodshed, there's that one little bush right there. If you're looking at the woodshed on the right, yeah. it'll come out to that there. Okay. That's about 18 feet. Okay. And then maybe the stairs come down, and that's about it. But we're probably looking at maybe four to five grand of material, and then just the time to do it. So it'll be between me and Brett and Meebs and Toph just throwing in money, and then right. I'll just go up there and build it. So, And maybe I might have, like, rust come up for, like, two days, three days maybe. Yeah. 
in like the fall or wh- whenever we want to do it. So, so we can just blast it. I don't have to deal with my brother and dad trying to figure out how to use a skill saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think your dad would be fine. Yeah, he'd be all right, but he'd be a little slow. What about Bretter? No, he'd be useless. How's he doing? He's good. Getting married freaking next weekend. I heard that. 14th. Round two, baby. Let's go. Now, I just picked up my coat today. So, I stand next to Where is it? Some park in Vancouver. Queens Queens Park, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you know. Then I'm his brother. I have no idea. I'm not going, but (laughs) I know it's there. Yeah, Uh, yeah, because I think they're doing it like very small. Or Queen Elizabeth Park, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. And then we're heading to my mom's place and they're doing a full catered dinner. That's right. That's right. Because, like, my mom's. Backyard is like really well dialed in, like pond and stuff, really cool sitting areas. So, are they still in the same place? Yeah, they're up by Dublin Pub there. Yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're off what? Where were you? One ninety second. Yeah, we're off one ninety second and just north of sixty fourth. So, haven't got the invite yet. Right close. You know, not a big deal. Hey man, we haven't seen anybody. Thanks, Bree. We got to keep the COVID out. Oh, you know it's not relax. her fault. <laughs> I'm not relaxing. You're in a different situation than I am. Well, we both have newborns. Well, not newborns, but no, I, I'm not concerned. To tell you the truth, yeah, I was for the first little bit, and now, mm, not so much. That's just me, though. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's different. Everybody's different, man. <laughs> different yeah. strokes for different folks. Yeah, and that's the beauty. Like, I don't work for a big company. I'm not getting a p- finger pointed at me. Like, hey, you have to do this, and I'm like, beat it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I do crazy stuff to make sure my system runs as most efficient as it can. That's what I believe in. So, but that's just me. We don't need to go down that road. People have already tried. People have tried to get you going. Uh, I don't think get me going, but you know, like you're sprouting out like opportunities where I could easily like chime in. But I just I don't say anything. I just I have my opinions. You have your opinions. I respect yours. Hopefully, you respect mine. If you don't, it's on you. Mm. Whatever. So, well, you got to be able to disagree with your friends or family but not let it be you know the be all end all i guess for sure you know and, that, and again i'm a very open-minded person because me and katie have had that discussion too yeah and i'm like as of right now no yeah but no. like if you know if if somebody was to say well then you know we can't be friends or something you'd be like well that's on you I'd be like that's on you <laughs> yeah sorry that's your decision that sucks as shitty as the decision that is yeah. that's on you yeah but it's a weird world we live in these days, I think. Yeah. Especially being a high school s- teacher. I imagine you get a lot of different views. On? Just everything. Yeah. I don't know. You just try and focus on your teachings. We do as much as we can. Yeah. My job's to to teach and be a supportive adult figure in a student's life and give them the best opportunity, whether it's in a classroom or if I'm coaching, you know, I try not to, it sounds weird. I try not to take it so seriously, even though it's a serious serious position, but if you take yourself too seriously, then might be a bit much on you. Yeah. I want, I want to be the best I can be. And I think if you, if you do take it that seriously, it, it, that's a weird thing to say. I do take it seriously, but, but I try to, you're relaxed about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not like intense. Yeah. But it was like, you know, you have quite a responsibility on your shoulders. Huge responsibility, you huge power, huge 
huge a lot involvement of on people in teenagers' how you, lives. How you talk, yeah, right? How you approach. So that part I take seriously to to go back on what I was saying, but but I try to just keep it relaxed and and again just try to give everybody the best opportunity. Yeah. I mean, every, one of the things that we talk about is every kid's got a story, right? Like you were talking earlier about a kid who might not have breakfast in the morning, mm-hmm. and it might be because their parents said we're leaving in five, and they were still in bed. Yeah, and their parents made them, excuse me, made them breakfast, mm-hmm. and then don't have time. They're out. Don't have time, and they're out. Or, you know, a, a, a kid's parents might not uh, might not have the money to, you know, buy breakfast. Or one thing that happened to me one time is, and <coughs> I was talking to a a colleague of mine, and it was a super good conversation to have. A student fell asleep in my class, and the initial response that we all got was, you know, am I boring you? That type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And do not get me wrong. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because your patient level some days probably are up and down. Sometimes I am boring you, and, and, and you're sleeping, but you know, the same kid, or sorry, the in the same class where a kid stays up late playing video games and then falls asleep in my class, you could have a kid who needs to work a night job so their family can afford the house they live in. Yeah, true. And so now he got his ass up in the morning to come to my class. So he showed me at least enough respect to like, hey, I'm going to class even though I got home at two from washing dishes at Red Robin or whatever, whatever their kid does. Yeah. Now he's in my class, and the first thing that happens is I like, hey man, pound on the desk yeah, and go, get up. Am I boring you? Principal's office, you know. Yeah. So, so that was a really great conversation to have, and uh, shout out to uh, Jyoti for that one. <laughs> um, but, but that was a great conversation because yeah, you don't know, you don't know where you have no idea, you have no idea, and unless a student opens up to you, right? Yep. Which can happen sometimes. I remember kids being quite tight with certain teachers back in the day. Yeah, it depends on the relationship and how much they're willing to tell. I mean, if it's something serious, they might be embarrassed or they might feel whatever. And their kids. And their kids. Yeah. What's the biggest struggle being a teacher these days? Like that well, you that's, find a, like that's a really good question. Like I imagine it'd be like patience, if I had to guess. Now that well, you're not in in the stage of yet of being a dad where patience and your kids will test you like you won't believe. Yeah, not as much. Not yet. In fact, every in fact, every time I say to my wife and I go, It's a breeze. I go, No, no, I go, Oh I wish he'd just, you know, like I like I wish it wasn't this and he's just like crawling around and going, and I'm like, Oh, like stop that. Uh, Give it a couple of years, bro. She just looks at me (laughs) and goes, You know this isn't gonna get like better before it gets it just gets more challenging. (laughs) It's just all it is. I don't know. I don't know what the t- what's the toughest thing about teaching. I guess sometimes I find being on all day can be a bit difficult. It's like your nervous system is running at ten the whole day. So you're on all day and you're and you're always being watched, not like badly or anything, but like there's just eyes on you all day and you're always kind of making sure that you're at the top. Mm-hmm. And I guess what I found this year is I was just tired at the end of the year for the first time. I've been teaching for six years now. And I'm usually, by the time June hits, I'm like, ooh, 
couple more weeks. Let's go. That was a tough goal, but you know, fine. And this year, I I I came home and I remember feeling more tired than than. Well, uh, the past year for yeah. teaching for you has been. But I didn't coach or anything though, which is interesting because usually I'm coaching basketball and. But then Bree brought up maybe you're so tired because coaching's like something that you love to do that's in addition to your job. So now they're taking something that you love that's a part of your job mm-hmm. and you can't do it. Yeah. So because yeah. that out, that's like an outlet for it's an outlet for, for s- energy. Yeah. For yeah. something that I enjoy. Not that I don't enjoy teaching, but something I really enjoy in coaching. So you're just more passionate about something you've been passionate about since you're a kid. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. And, and, and so. So, yeah, I would say just just being on all day. And it was so hard this year because the kids were also feeling it. So I, I, mm-hmm. I felt like through no fault of their own, everybody was feeling different things about being stuck in cohorts, wearing masks and all this. And I think just, just like w- when it was done, you could see people be like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> when we come back in the fall, it'll be different and we'll be good. So there's no more masks in the fall? I don't know what the I don't. Well, it could change realistically it in could. the next couple of weeks. Could yeah, if the Delta variant takes over, whatever. But if uh, I haven't read what the BCTF and the and the school board has said, mm-hmm. I would think masks will be definitely acceptable. I don't think we would anybody's going to say anything if a student or staff member chooses to wear one. But yeah, I don't know. I can't actually speak to that because yeah, not certain. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, like to me, like I'm not a teacher, but to me, it would be definitely the patience part. I think would be a test because I know how kids act. I know how we acted. I know how I acted, and to be a teacher, like when I went and worked at Weijer's house, like doing a couple projects for him, I was yeah. like. Man, how did you like stand us? <laughs> like honestly, he's like, you guys were kids. Yeah. He's like, I had to. Yeah. Because he was like twenty four, twenty five. He would have been older when you were there. He would have been older than that. Oh really? I thought he was. Well, maybe. Yeah. Not maybe a lot maybe though. Not a lot. Like, like twenty six. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been about that. I think. Yeah, like that's crazy. You're in school less than ten years before that, doing like the same shit you're now trying to teach kids. I'm like, man. And it could be kids that are eighteen. Yeah, like I, m- I told Weejo, I was like, "Do you remember a time when I, you, he was my grade nine science teacher, and I walked in <laughs> one side, and there was a big jar of liquid sitting on the counter. I walked by, and all I did was I pushed it off. <laughs> I just pushed like it like a off, cat, just, just <laughs> pawed at it, and it just <laughs> smashed all over the ground. And he looked at me, and he's like, and I just looked at him, and walked right out the other door, right to the principal's office. I'm like, what a dick. And he's like, I, I don't know if I remember that. I was like, I do. I was like, that's such an asshole move. That's like your teenage brain not <laughs> brain brain not being able to function, though. I just didn't care. I was like, I don't care. You literally walked in there and thought, hmm. Just to be an asshole. Did just to do that type of stuff. Did you have friends in the class? Oh, probably. I was probably showing off and doing something stupid. Right? Because that's the other thing. Yeah. 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 Patience is, is something that's difficult. We have this hilarious thing where when kids forget their gym strip, their PE attire, they'll come to the door and they have to knock. And then they say, you know, Mr. Allingham, can I borrow some gym strips? 
some gym strip today. And we'll usually say, you know, what's the magic word? Or, hey, try that again. You know, yeah. say please or whatever. Well, this one time is so funny. We had this kid come in and they just go, hey, I need gym strip. <laughs> and then Stu turns and goes, yeah, I need a million dollars. And the kid like just looks, doesn't understand the sarcasm at all. One of our one of my teacher friends, it's their student, and and she goes, try that again, and she goes, I need gym strip, like thinks that we didn't hear. <laughs> so that kind of stuff, just you, trying to teach kids manners, and it, I I don't think it's that it's not that they're not getting taught them at home. I just think they because you don't they care. Show up, and you don't. Just, yeah, we had gym strip because it was me and Cody and Todd and Andrew. We were all in the same PE class. But then there's a few that would rotate through the same locker. And then we'd use the same gym strip. <laughs> so you would you'd you'd be like, Oh, who wore this last class? And you'd Are put you it serious? on. Oh yeah. You'd put it on, and you'd be like, Oh, it's still like warm and like sweaty That's and disgusting. shit. Oh yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> oh. But then as soon as you started running around, it wouldn't matter. And you're like, oh, whatever, it's now my sweat. You could hang it back up and be like, oh, it sucks to be the next guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What's the gym looking like now at Brookswood? They did a, They revamped the whole thing. Is it still by the cafeteria there? Oh, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. But they did a, uh, I don't know if I have a picture of it. They did a, a huge mural that has, like, bobcats, like, in trees. And they got rid of cats. Cat's cage? No, it's still the cat's cage. Make no mistake about that. Yeah. I didn't ever like that name, how they switched it. Cats, Brookswood Cats. I was like, that's terrible. No, they never changed it. It was. I it thought it was cats on the on the sweaters. It said cats. Oh, maybe it did, but no, yeah. they, they were I'm still like, the bobcats. That's, that's hurting. <laughs> You're like, what, a house cat? Bobcats, rare. Yeah. <laughs> we always make the joke. <laughs> Super fierce. <laughs> yeah, Brookswood was a good school, though, I think. Yeah, it's changed a bit. You know, the demographics have changed, and because nobody can afford to live to buy a house, like a new family to buy a house in Brookswood. Good luck. Good luck. We had this couple just moving across the street from us, or across the the complex, and because uh, we're in a townhouse, and they uh, was chatting with them, and they moved from New Brunswick three years ago. They sold their house in New Brunswick for one hundred and ten thousand. Oh, jeez. Wrong place to move to if you just sold. That's what I said. Like I didn't say that, but I was thinking that's not even a down payment here. If they outright owned their house and they brought one hundred and ten thousand, that's not ten percent on most million dollar homes in Brookswood. Well, they're a million three now. Gross. The parents' house is worth a little bit of money. Should have held on to that (laughs) one, eh? For us. Sometimes I I let your dad know that I say, hey, it might have been okay to hang on to the house for a bit. Yeah, (laughs) that's on them. Whatever, they're happy. Their place looks great. It's cool up there. Yeah, I do love being there. Yeah, It never gets old. When we were up there, they had a live band on the ski dock down by Parslow's there. On the oh, cool. Did you guys side. go see it? Yeah. Like the whole family, like on the pontoon? Uh, no, Toph came with Coop and then Mike and his girl and then me and Katie and the kids. We all went on the pontoon boat, and you know your dad and mom stayed. Uh, or my dad and your mom stayed back at the lake. Oh yeah, we're at the cabin, and there were like fifty boats. That's sweet. And guys were up there shredding harmonica, going just killing it. And I'm like, me and Tove look at each other. I'm like, why has this never happened? Yeah, this is unreal. 
Yeah. I was like, but where's the DJ spinning some sick beats? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, get where a rager is, out here. Where's the usher right now? No, not even usher. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, yes, stop even it. usher. Where's Biebs? <laughs> but it was sweet, though. I was like, man, like this is the first time like this mm-hmm. has actually happened. Like This is crazy that like, this has not happened before. And they were killing it. Like, But I recognized literally two songs out of ten. It was like old school rock. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't my genre. Like, I appreciate the talent that's up there. And the guy's yeah. singing really good. And the harmonica's really good. The guy was killing it on bass and guitar and drums. But I was like, meh, this is just not. Like, But we sat there for a bit and enjoyed the music. And the kids were running around, mm-hmm. you know, the pontoon boat. But I was like, this needs to happen, like, again. Yeah. Because, like, I literally counted the boats and I made it to about 50. Like, they were eight eight pontoon boats all tied up together. And people are just partying, but we, yeah, and we were literally probably like the younger people there, like a lot of just older people from the lake. Yeah, well, watching. It was cool though. It was nice being there, man. It's like sounds like my kind of music. I'd probably like it. Yeah, I was gonna say like <laughs> it was definitely up your alley. Where I was like, yeah, this like I appreciate it, like I said, but it's just not really my when style. I, when I was driving here, I heard uh, REO Speedwagon, and then mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Remember that song "Closing Time" by Semisonic? Yes, I do. Like closing time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, like if I do I listen, jamming to, out. <laughs> if I do listen to music, I still listen to like Tiesto or Above and Beyond. That's like more more of my gym music. But I was talking when I was talking to Ashley here last week. I'll say I recently got back into like Linkin Park. Oh yeah, and like Daniel Wesley again and City in Color. Yeah, I think I have. I found a few years back gotta be i say a few but i feel like we're getting old now Mm -hmm. probably 10 years ago i found (coughs) a milk crate of vinyl that was my dad's and then i've added to it so i probably have 60 or 70 albums on vinyl at the house or at our place but i love throwing that on because then it gives you that whole opportunity that you don't have now to like listen to the whole album yeah people just skip now you know, you put a song on, <coughs> if you put it on Spotify at a party or something, you put a song on, and then they say, oh, that reminds me of this song, and then they go change it, and then... Well, that, that's the problem, is like, now you're like, one minute of a song, you're like, oh, put this on, and then put this on, you're like, yeah. we're not even listening to the whole song anymore, no. so it's like, well, it's sort of stupid. Yeah. But the only time I do listen to music if I'm working out in the barn, Yeah. and then it's just a Tiesto podcast that runs for an hour straight, I don't touch it. So, because then he takes all the different best music from around the world, and either... Has his remixes or other people's music and stuff like that. Oh, he runs one. Sorry. Yeah, he has a podcast. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, I've been listening. He just did. He's coming up to 750 episodes. And I remember listening at like 230. So I've been listening to it for quite a few years. That's a weekly then, eh? Every Friday. It used to be every Monday, but now it's every Friday. Makes more sense, I guess, if you're partying. Party music, man. Party music. It's one DJ I still really want to see. I haven't gone to it. Like an actual DJ in years, but I think Tiesto would still be up there. I would. I want to go to a comedy show soon. I like it, comedy shows, man. I because I I I listen to all these different comedians on Rogan and they're hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to see him. Like, I really want to see Mark Norman. Like, he is absolutely hilarious. And I like to see Tom Segura. I like to see Burt Kreischer. Oh, Burt Kreischer's great. Yeah. Have you sa- have you heard their podcast? Uh, two bears in a cave. Two bears, one cave. Uh, I've listened to a couple episodes, but it, I think Kreischer was just on again. Yeah. But like uh, Andrew Santino is hilarious. Um, Andrew Schultz, he had that Netflix thing. Oh yeah, we watched him. I yeah. think. Yeah. But it was like 
a lot of stuff I didn't really know about, mm. but he's hilarious. Like he always puts up clips from going up in Miami and stuff, and it's absolutely hilarious. Like just such such funny humor and picking at people in the crowd and and Tony Hinchcliffe. He's he's I saw him with Rogan a few years ago and it was absolutely hilarious. So, what about uh, John Mulaney? I haven't no. Um, I, I like know. him. He's an old school guy we like, but Jim Gaffigan we like a lot. I saw Gaffigan a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's, he's funny, dude. He's man. so he's so funny. He's so funny and not dirty at all. Yeah, he doesn't swear. He doesn't swear. Yeah. I want to see Joey Diaz. I he's just roof. Yeah. He was a cheeseburger. Uh, not cheese. Uh, fuck. He was in uh, what's that? I'm silent football movie. Uh, Longest yard. Yeah. He's the big fat guy in it. That's Joey Diaz. Oh yeah, okay, I know. That's who he is. Yeah, not he's a, like he's not a cheeseburger guy though. Yeah, cheeseburger Eddie. <laughs> no, but that was that was yeah. He's the one that put the burger on him when he was trying to run. <laughs> but uh, no, Joey Diaz, man, he is he is like one of the dirtiest comedians out there. He's just ruthless. Yeah, I heard Tracy Morgan's pretty bad too. I'd I'd see Tracy Morgan. He's pretty funny. Yeah, I like to see Kevin Hart too because he's a he's another huge inspiration for me. Yeah, yeah. He when he when he was on Rogan, it was like. Kicks you up like another gear. His documentary is good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then his book, The Decision, was like, I cannot recommend that book enough. Yeah, I haven't read that. Yeah, yeah. Have you done Green Lights? Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so yeah, that's another thing I think I'm gonna do when I do a podcast by myself. I'll like recommend the <laughs> books that I've listened to and stuff if yeah. people are curious. But I highly, highly recommend McConaughey. I he I was so good. I loved his book. I'm not a huge reader, like no, me like, l- like reading. I like paperback. listening. I'd rather listen. But the neatest part for me about listening to his book was that he read it. Like, like that's the only way to do it. If somebody else read it, I'd you'd have been like, I need McConaughey's voice for yeah. this. I need him to say green light, yeah, green light. <laughs> you know, yeah, like so. the story of him as a kid building that tree fort and stealing wood and <laughs> shit. You're like, what? He's like, yeah, it was like ten floors high. Like, yeah, it was so good. Like, I, it's. And it, I, well, I remember my brother had to drag me into listening to a podcast. Like he's like, you have to start listening to Rogan. Like you love this is so up your alley. And I'm like, whatever, I'm good. Why would I want to listen to a conversation? Like yeah, this is years ago now. And I listened to two or three, and I was instantly hooked, and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, yeah. I, I've even got into listening to podcasts. Just searching, there was one I listened to, like called Sports Criminals, and it was two guys basically having a conversation and sharing the story of different athletes like michael vick was one Mm -hmm. with the dog fighting and the 1919 uh, chicago white Sox that threw the world series and they were involved with gambling and stuff because i love that kind of stuff and there's lots of neat stuff out there if you just go looking did you watch that documentary on that uh was an nfl player that killed his buddy oh yeah 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 Uh, he was a patriot yeah not michael something I can't remember off the top. Man, why can't I remember? You were just saying. That's what I'm saying, man, because you're like put on the spot and you're like, oh shit, I can't remember <laughs> that guy's name. But then you'll like, if you listen to the conversation, you'll be, it'll pop in your head right away and you'll be like, why couldn't I remember that? But yes, I did watch it. Great. Yeah, it was good. It was I good. thought it was good. Yeah, there's a, there's so many good shows coming out, man, now. That's why uh, people always ask, you know, why are you still paying for Netflix instead of the other streaming programs and stuff? I think Netflix has a lot of good, like, original content. For sure. I uh, like there's a I really well this is on <coughs> Discovery but um it's part of like the Nat Geo or whatever because they own I think Nat Geo 
or it's just on their platform. Um, um, what is it? Oh, see, slipped my mind. But it was all about uh, the. It was all about that rescue in Thailand of those twelve boys stuck in the cave. Oh yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, well, they're just stuck in a cave. They're a mile and a half. Because the water, like the monsoon rains, literally came like a couple weeks early, and they had to keep moving back and back further, further inside the mountain. They were like a mile and a half in, yeah, through a very complex cave, all these different cater- caverns and stuff. And they found this one spot, and that's where they stayed. So they were like five different areas that were us completely submerged, and they were down there for what about three weeks. And they found them, but then they found them after, I think, eight days, and then they were in there still for, like, another two weeks. Weren't they able to give to send supplies and stuff? Yeah, like, they brought them blankets and and food and stuff like that. Yeah. Because three weeks, they wouldn't have survived. But then they had to sedate the kids, and they had to bring in these world-famous, like, cave divers. And they literally had a rope to hold on to, and the visibility was, like, zero. Yeah. And if you let go of that rope, you're kind of fucked. There was one of them that was carrying, like, literally, they had the tanks on their back, and then they were carrying, uh, there were 12 boys, and then the coach, I think, made it 13, and they literally had to carry this sedated kid, and as they were just pulling this rope and just carrying these kids, like, with their own tanks, and then when they came up to where there was no water, because the solution to sedate them would only last, like, an hour, so then they would make it to another part. They'd get them in a dry spot, take out this package, stick another one in their leg, sedate the kid, and then away they'd go again. It was crazy. Called Drain the Oceans. That's what it is. And Ca- it's a really cool show. Caves don't interest me in the least, man. Dude, it's terrifying. I, I like, would never do Terrifying. It. Like, there's spots where they could fit through that were like 25 inches wide. They were so far underneath this mountain. I was like... That is so claustrophobic. Yeah. I cannot believe that's what guys I'm saying. that do that. But this show is really cool because they use like crazy radar and scan the ocean floor for like World War II vessels, like famous ships that went down. And then they totally scan it and figure out why the ship sank and everything. But then this episode was on that all the boys like that that uh, I think it was a soccer bo- soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like where they were stuck in the cave and why it was so difficult to get them out. Mm. And I'm like, I learned all this shit. I'm like, wow, they had to like sedate them, they had to stop here. And it was just crazy. Like these divers, I, I just, there was no way. There was no way in hell. Like, like, like anytime I watch a movie and somebody has to squeeze through a small hole in a cave, like I feel it. Yeah. Like I feel, like yeah. even... This is going to sound super weird, but even when I watch uh, Dr. Seuss' How the Grinch Stole Christmas, when he goes down the chimney and gets stuck, I'm like, oh, that would be so terrible. That's so <laughs> awkward. And then he gets out, but I'm like, that would be so awful. Yeah, yeah. But the caves, like you're – one of the divers that was – because they had all these different locations where they would have like three more tanks, three more tanks of, of oxygen. And one of the divers that was bringing tanks actually died. So someone actually died trying to like – supply these tanks for these divers to come along the way wow and it was just like it was it's crazy it's one of those ones where you're like holy shit because i never knew in such detail because it's 2018 so it's really not that long ago but just watching i was like wow like i never knew they were so far in there and like what they had to go through and there was only five divers so they had to make multiple trips 
with different kids and you literally had this kid's life in your hands just following a rope with pretty much no visibility and then you had to inject this freaking solution into their thigh and mm. it was just because they couldn't trust the kids yeah because they were like 12 to 15 or something like that right. if they would wake up or start panicking they would probably die and probably kill the diver at the same time. So they're like, let go of the rope. Yeah, like you know, the best thing to do will we have to sedate them. Oh. I'm like, holy shit, you're carrying dead weight, which they're floating anyways. But then you got to go a mile and a half, and it literally took them like about, I think, it was between three and five hours to get one kid out, mm. and then you have to die back. It's just as dangerous going back and then do it again mm. and then do it again. Mm. And I'm like, oh my god, like With, it was like, just nerve wracking. You're just holding onto a rope. Yeah, and then this rope's going up, left, down. Like, and they did, like, in the dry season, they went back there, and they scanned the whole cave. So they have the exact layout of the entire cave on a computer so people can see what it would have been like. Huh. And it's nuts. They were so far in there. You don't understand. Like, if you watch <laughs> this, you'll be like, what the fuck? Like, but because of the rain, it kept pushing them farther and farther and farther in. And then they figured out where they were, and it was, like, a mile and a half from, like, the edge of the rock and the top of the cl- of the mountain all the way down into this like little crevice. You guys can't see Jamie. He's getting angry. Oh <laughs> man, it's just so crazy. It's like watching that um, <laughs> that uh, um, what's that uh, free solo? Oh yeah, that like that. I watched. I was sweating. I'm sweating on my couch, leaning forward. I'm like, oh my god. Like I know he lives. Yeah. Like Andrew. Andrew Honnell or something like that, I think his name was. Yeah. Because he's, he's been on Rogan twice. And just, like, watching that, I would just be sweating. I'm, like, sweating on the couch. I'm like, oh, my God. I know he lives, but this is just ridiculous. Like, he's pinching a rock between his thumbs like this. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, no one can see me. But it's, like, <laughs> a little nub off the side of a cliff, and he's just holding it. And that's what's holding him, like, vertical. And then he has to reach across, like, with his foot to, like, hold on to himself. And it's, it's fucking it makes me sweat right now. I don't know. By the way, just to go back, I believe the uh, football guy's name was Aaron Hernandez. That's what it was. See, it'll pop into your head. I was sitting here and I was, you know, half listening to Jamie's story, just going, I got to remember this guy's name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that one was trippy to watch. That, that, that's what I really love about Netflix. They have really good documentaries. Yeah. Really good documentaries. A really good one on aliens. Phenomenon. Shit's crazy. Shit's crazy. Can't believe you're still into aliens. Aren't you? All this new information coming out these days? If you don't believe, you're an idiot. Truth is out there, right? Yeah. Was that X-Files? That's right. <laughs> we watched X-Files, Bree and I. We, uh, I don't know where it was. It was on some platform. We were, I think I got Prime or something. Anyway, we were watching a few of the old yeah, X- X-Files, is on Prime. X-Files episodes, and I was like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> oh, it's probably terrible to watch. <laughs> I watched the movie, I think, years and years and years ago. Yeah, but he was really good in Californication. That movie, that show was unreal. That show was great. Yeah, the <laughs> girls were on it. Were great too. Yeah, giving each other high fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to wrap her up? Yeah, yeah. Ten to nine. Is that what time it is? Yeah. Jeez, an hour and a half goes by quick. Yeah, hour and thirty six. Well, thanks for going over, bro. Yeah, thanks it's for having me fun. on, man. Yeah. It was uh, awesome to be here, and uh, congrats on this. It's Seems like it's going really well, and I look forward to listening. Yeah, bro, you're episode 31. Beautiful. Yeah, man. All, All right. right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Dano Ellingham. I guess Daniel. No one calls him Daniel anyways. Or Mr. Ellingham. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ellingham. Yeah, all students should listen to this, too. See you guys. All right, cheers.